0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: She says, I thought you had been hit by a car. Wow. She said, your legs had no structure. You were running, on it looked like sticks or stilts, because there was no form in your legs. There was no muscle in your leg. And so as soon as I crossed that finish line, I wheeled myself over. I fell to the ground, and I was foaming at the
0: mouth. Coming up on Life Today, Dr. Don Colbert shares his personal health crisis and shows you how to reverse many diseases by letting food be your medicine.
2: Welcome to Live today. I'm Randy Robinson, Sheila Walters with me, and we've got a great guest for you. Especially if you deal with any kind of health issue, because there's a lot of people out there that deal with a lot of stuff.
3: I know, and this um, this is a fantastic book. I've just had a chance to flip through it, but it made me so hungry to ask the author questions because he's yes. one of the best out there.
2: Yes. Would you please welcome the medical director of the Divine Health Wellness Center, Dr. Don Colbert. Right, thank you. Good to have you, man. Thank good thank to see it, you. Again. Good, yeah. yeah, it's always good. Always good. We always get great. When you're on the program because you hit people right where they live and your new book called let food be your medicine Sounds great to me because I like food. I don't really like medicine, but I like food Um, Let's get into this because man, there's a lot of stuff we can fix if we will just adjust the things we're eating. Exactly, and again, in medical school and in residency, I
1: was taught with every disease that all they need typically is a prescription for high blood pressure. You know, give them a high blood pressure medication for high cholesterol, high cholesterol medication diabetes type 2 diabetes give them a sugar medication (laughs) depression and antidepressant anxiety anti-anxiety and again it gets to the point where I said wait this is I had to go through some health challenges in order to change my thinking because what I found is the best thing for God's best is let your food be your medicine and what I've learned and what I ask on my physical exam questionnaire for everyone when they come in I have a comprehensive medical history, I have them fill out. One of the key questions I look at, I do a dietary analysis, I wanna know consistently what they eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and Mm. snacking, and I wanna know what food they crave. Mm. Because invariably, the very foods they typically crave are the very foods that are inviting the
3: disease uh, disease diseases into their bodies. Wow, one of the things that was interesting though, um, about this book, because I have lots of your books at home and I found them so helpful. I did not know your own backstory Mm. of how this came to be your passion. Would you tell our viewers a little bit about your own absolute crisis
1: of health? Oh sure, when I was in my third year of medical school, it was in August, we are required to run a three mile run now, that's no problem. I was in real good condition, and, but this day we had to run. It was in the high 90s with high 90 humidity, and it was in the middle of the day around noon. And so here I'm running around the track, but then in the last 100 yards or so of the race, I was doing good, I, I, because if you if you score a real good time, you only have to run it once a year, mm-hmm. which is great. I needed to go ahead and run a fast time, so I checked is, it off my list. Was this at ORU? This is at ORU, You
2: only had to do it once a year? Nobody told me that. I must yeah. not have ever been close. So. Yeah, so again, so but you're, but you're, you're one of those time. guys. You're yes. out there, okay. So I was going.
1: Okay. So I, I simply followed one of my med school uh, partners who also ran really good so I stayed right behind him and I knew that he had run it in, you know real fast time and if I could do that I'd only have to run it once <laughs> well it just so happened about a hundred yards from the finish line all of a sudden my legs I, I felt my legs literally it's like someone punctured a balloon it felt like someone ruptured a balloon in my legs and my legs I had no control over them and literally for about 100 yards, I forced myself over that finish line. Uh, As soon as I crossed that finish line, I had that finish line, but Mary was under a tree reading the Bible, my wife Mary, and she said, she looked up at me and she says, I thought you had been hit by a car. Wow. She said, your legs had no structure. You were running on it looked like sticks or stilts because there was no form in your legs. There was no muscle in your leg. And so as soon as I crossed that finish line, I wheeled myself over, I fell to the ground and I was foaming at the mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, the coach recognized that something major had happened, they thought I had heat exhaustion, so they pulled me over to where the uh, sprinklers were and they sprinkled me off. Well, then I got worse, my heart was beating so fast, my mouth was so dry, and, I, and they said, we gotta take him to the emergency room, which was across the street. So they, they put me in the back of a station wagon, and they took me to the City of Faith across the street, mm-hmm. and at this time, that, that high humidity and high temperature had caused a huge storm cell and uh, tornado sirens were going off. Oh, wow. And so uh, the ER doc and all the nurses are standing outside the ER looking up at the sky when oh, I come rolling in. Yeah. They see me drenched. They say, "Oh, this guy just had heat exhaustion. He's no problem. But then the nurse screams after she took my vitals and says, temperature is 108 degrees.
2: Wow. That's sign. <laughs> wow. sign. Bad, sign. Bad sign.
1: Because at that, temperature you start to cook your brain (sighs) and so what happened then is I said put an IV in now so they put an IV in and the you know ER doctor agreed and I said put one in the other arm they did which he agreed to too now what the strangest thing happened as soon as they put those IVs in my body was so hot when the IVs went through my circulation literally the perspiration shot up about an inch it looked like a fountain all over my body and my wife was intrigued. She says, it looked like something out of an Alfred Hitchcock I'm just
3: movie. I'm thinking that. It's like she a sci-fi said, thriller. She
1: said, yeah. She said, out of every pore in your body, because I had my shirt off, she said, literally, the, the perspiration was shooting up about an inch all over my body. She said, <laughs> I, I remember her saying, that is the strangest thing she was looking at me
2: I've ever seen in my life.
1: But then wow. what happened is my urine turned to the color of coffee. I started literally the muscles in my thighs had ruptured oh. and I started excreting the myoglobin muscle pigment through my urine which caused acute kidney failure Goodness! which then caused my muscles to literally shrivel up and over the next couple of weeks I was in the hospital on high-dose IVs around the clock to save my kidneys from the poison which is the myoglobin the muscle being that was literally, that ruptured, the pigment was spilling out and poisoning my kidneys. How did you not die? I almost did. I almost did, but what was so um, strange was the severe pain I had in my legs. The pain was excruciating. And I literally watched as my legs shrunk to where my arms were bigger than my legs. Hmm. And then it confused and confounded the doctors. They said, we've never seen this. I had a neurologist, I had a kidney specialist, I had an internal medicine specialist. And so they said, we need to biopsy his muscles. We can't understand what's going on. We've never seen this. So uh, they said they they wanted to biopsy each leg, each thigh, and each shoulder. I said, no. My wife said, no, we're not doing that. We're only going to do one area. We agreed. I told my wife, I'm not going to let them. So I just did my thigh. They biopsied the thigh, the whole muscle, all the way from the top to the bone. I'll never forget when those doctors came in. My wife had told them, tell me first, do not say anything in front of my husband. Mm -hmm. Well, they came in, the surgeon came in, and he gave the pathology report, and he said "I got bad news. He said, you will never walk again. He says, your muscles are dead from the surface of the muscle all the way to the bone. They're necrosed. They are are dead, and you'll never walk again. You can't grow that kind of thing back, back.
2: at least naturally. So what
1: happened? So my wife, she said, I told you not to tell him that you're all fired now get out of here <laughs> she fired my doctors <laughs> so I was all upset uh, Said, wait a sec not only am I not gonna walk again but now you fired my doctor now I won't finish medical school I was in my hardest rotation in medical school and now I said I probably won't finish because how am I gonna finish now the hardest rotation when I've been out already for a few weeks yeah, yeah. And so my wife and I had a major argument. She stormed out of the room crying and went down the elevator. And as she went down the elevator, she heard that voice on the inside. And that voice says, he shall run and not be weary. Amen. He shall walk and not faint. And then she immediately pushed that elevator going up. And she came back to my room and she said, she shook her finger at me, finger at me. And she says, God has spoken, I mean, man has spoken this to you, but God says, mm-hmm. you shall run and not be weary, mm-hmm. you shall walk and not faint.
3: Wow, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Sarah? You know what I think is fascinating, um, Mandy? Obviously, the enemy knew that God had his hand on you because you have literally impacted the health of hundreds of thousands of believers. Yeah. And I, to me, that's clearly a demonic attack on your life to try and take you out right. before you could bring such exactly. health and healing mm-hmm. to the body of Christ.
1: Because I firmly believe if I had been in that wheelchair, who would have listened to a doctor in a wheelchair writing books? Yeah. But what happened a few weeks later, I was in my room and I wasn't back in med school yet, but literally I used to listen to R.W. Shambot. Mm-hmm. He says, you don't need to worry. All you need is faith in God. And so he would come on every morning around 8 o'clock there in Tulsa and I'd listen to him and wow he inspired that faith and that belief and that expectancy and literally I felt the the you know the power of God and and I got up I started walking it hurt like crazy I had hardly any strength but I started walking I started pushing myself and then eventually within a couple of weeks I was able to walk into the city of faith and when I walked in they couldn't believe it
2: (laughs) the nurses
1: came out (laughs) The doctors came out and says this is absolutely amazing. This is a miracle because we had the path report; those muscles are dead, and they, they were all shriveled up before. But literally, I started getting the muscle back in my legs. The muscle is coming back, and now I mean, I do squats and everything. I've been doing squats for years, so which I was never supposed to do. No,
2: no medical explanation.
1: No just medical God. explanation. Do you just know what God. I love
3: about that though? It's the combination of the word of God and your determination. Mm. Yes. You know, sometimes we just want God to heal us. Right. Um, but the fact that you worked with you got the to Lord, do something. You got you to engage. do something. You Even did though what you it hurt. could yeah.
2: Even though I was weak, mm. I had to act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to expect. Now that wasn't mm-hmm. the first health challenge, although that's that's enough for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Later, you developed a condition that was right. a little a bit of a challenge as
1: well. Exactly. Now back about well, I went in, first of all, I went through residency, did great, and then. I went and opened my own solo practice. Mm-hmm. And I was in solo practice for a few years, and then all of a sudden I w- awakened one morning with a rash over most of my body that itched like crazy. Yikes. And so finally I thought it was something like scabies because I'd treated a patient the week before and I put this medicine on for my chin all the way down. It was worse the next day. Finally. I went to see my dermatologist buddy, who's one of the top dermatologists in Central Florida, and I'll never forget the way he looked at me. He had these glasses down on his nose, he peered over his glasses, and he shook his head, and he says, Don, I'm sorry to inform you that you have the heartbreak, and he emphasized the heartbreak, of psoriasis. And I said, what? Psoriasis, that's impossible. First of all, my heart hasn't been broken. Second of all, <laughs> it doesn't run my family. It can't be. He says, "I don't care. You have it." So he whipped his script pad out and he wrote out a prescription: coal tar with aqua for aqua, which is an orange ointment to smell like the asphalt that they would repave roads with. And you're supposed to cover your whole body. Cover with my that? body with asphalt-smelling
2: uh,
3: ointment. That's so, not much <laughs> of a future, right <laughs> there. No. no.
2: For, the, for those of us who don't know. What exactly is psoriasis and how do you get okay, it? Okay,
1: psoriasis is an autoimmune disease, okay. and that means the body is attacking itself. But a psoriasis generally affects the scalp and the elbows and the knees, but in my case, it was all over my hands, my arms, my elbows, mm. my knees, my legs, all over. It was like I was on fire. What caused it? And it's an autoimmune disease. My body but, was attacking itself, um, and I didn't know what caused it at okay, that time. Okay, But I had to figure it out. Yeah. And so what happened, I put the ointment on, didn't help at all. Mm. And I stunk, and I stained everything orange. Everything I touched <laughs> stained orange. <laughs> what a life. Right. Wow. So I did this for a few months, and finally I had a that's it moment. Mm. Oh. And the that's it moment says, I literally said to myself, that's it. God healed me of a massive heat stroke of rhabdomyolysis, where my legs were literally dead, necrosed. And, and then I, I realized that there was a major thing that I had to understand and had to find. And it says, seek and you shall find, not uh, ask, ask and it'll be given unto you, and knock and keep on knocking. But it says, keep on seeking, seek on asking, keep on knocking. I then received an insatiable desire to learn the truth. And I learned, that there was, okay, the epiphany, I'm gonna tell you, the aha moment, but the, the key is this. I had an incredible appetite to learn what the answer was. And I knew it was nutritionally speaking and dietarily. And finally, I got to the point where when I ate certain foods, my, literally within an hour or so, my hands were on fire. I, I'd show my wife, I'd say, look at my hands. They were blistering up. I said, it feels like someone is burning my fingers with cigarettes. And so from doing this, I was able to identify the foods that inflame my body and the foods that um, quench the inflammation. Mm. And eventually, I got to the point where I was able to identify the two key foods. that uh, Certain foods inflame everyone, but then two foods that are healthy for the majority were very inflammatory to my body. And the epiphany is this. Generally speaking, what you can do, God will not do. Let me repeat that because it's so powerful. It transformed my life. Generally speaking, what you can do, God will not do. I was unknowingly craving and eating the very foods every single day that, was, that were mainly inflaming my body. Now, certain foods inflame everybody, mm. like deep fried foods, French fries, mm. onion rings, they inflame everybody. Sugar inflames everybody. Hydrogenated fats inflame everybody. But the two foods that were inflaming me are healthy for the majority of people. What were they? Number one was gluten, which is the protein in wheat, and number two was peppers. Peppers? Wow. Yes, peppers. You'd think those
3: were healthy, because they're a vegetable. And I craved
1: them every day. Jalapeno, cayenne peppers, bell peppers, banana peppers, any kind of pepper. I loved it, and I ate it. all on my list. And literally, it set my body on fire. Now, Mm. what happened? God had to show me this, and literally I I removed all the key inflammatory foods that inflame everyone. Then I I removed the foods that inflame just me. And just so happens the very food that you usually crave is usually the food that invites the disease into your body. When I got rid of those two foods and I said, I'm not going to eat them for six months. When I did that within a few months, the psoriasis was gone. Wow, wow. And,
3: and that shouldn't have been really should it? I mean, no, once you no, have no, that no. kind of once you have it, of, that's it. Yeah.
1: Now, what wow. happened after six months? I was able to eat peppers, but I learned the keys, and this is what I want to share with people. I have I had to rotate them every three to four days in moderation. No problem. No psoriasis at all. Mm. Wheat and gluten not so good for my body. When I eat that, if I continue to eat it, literally, I'm going to flare up even to this day. Mm. Wow. So I had to remove all gluten, all wheat, and I've done that now for almost 20 years, and no psoriasis.
3: So that's back to what you said about what you can do, God will not
1: do. Exactly. Because you did your part. Right, now I've been practicing medicine now since, 19. actually I became a doctor in 1984, solo practice since 1987, so I said this was So miraculous for me I said could it be that this program if we modify it for each major inflammatory disease which most diseases at the very root of the disease is inflammation could it be this this could help with most diseases and absolutely true it works with most every disease but with a few little tweaks or modifications and so that's what I've done I've put together a program for most diseases from weight loss and obesity or what you know obesity to depression to high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type two diabetes, cardiovascular disease, dementia, cancer, autoimmune disease, arthritis, you name it, we can treat it. And certain diseases are just real easy. Like for example, when people have sinus problems and allergies, it's almost always dairy, Hmm. dairy. Hmm. And so people, and you know what I do? I ask them what food they crave and invariably cheese, Yeah. Ice cream, yogurt. And they say, wait, yogurt's good for me, isn't it? (laughs) I said, it's good for most people, but in your case, it's inviting the disease into your body. So
2: we've got about 30 seconds left with you. What would be the bottom line thing you would want to tell people in our audience when it comes to what they put in their bodies and how it affects their health? well again the word of God is clear it says God is not
1: mocked he says whatsoever seed you sow that will you also reap he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption which is disease but he who sows to the spirit shall reap life and everlasting life and so again it's important to realize that when, and I'm not saying we can never eat sugar, we can ever eat wheat, we can ever eat ice cream or whatever, right, right. but what we want to do is we want to start eating anti-inflammatory foods that invite health into our bodies hmm. instead of eating the wrong food that is
2: inviting disease into the body. I suspect, if you're like me, you're wondering, okay, what, what do I do next? What can I eat? How do I find out what I can eat? I mean, there's a lot of questions. I want to show you how you can get Dr. Colbert's book, Let Food Be Your Medicine. But I'm going to do that by asking you to help us with something. Dr. Colbert says what you can do, God generally won't do for you. I think that's because he's waiting on us to act. And Sheila, you recently went on a trip where you saw a situation where we can do something. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it's not a responsibility, it is a joy and a privilege. Mm. Watch this. Mm. So here we are in a, in a barrio in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. We're in the home of, this is Ingrid, and this is her son, Nelsario. I remember when my son was born. The first thing I did was count every finger, every toe, Just, you know, like any mom, you just want to make sure he's perfect. And for Ingrid, when she looked down at Nelsario's feet, she could tell that something was seriously wrong. Um, The doctors tried to explain to her that that he had club foot. And what she said to me earlier was just the shock of thinking, what am I going to do? You know, what is my boy's future going to look like? You know, is he gonna end up in a wheelchair? How can I afford a wheelchair? I just think it's every mother's nightmare. You just want your kids to be okay. You want your kids to be like every other kid. And this darling four-year-old boy needs help. He needs help so that he can live the kind of life that my boy got to live, where he can go out and kick a football and run with the other boys. Um, He just needs our help. I didn't know this. Do you know that one out of every 750 live births, the children have club feet? But the amazing thing is, fixing it is really simple. You know, our darling Nasari will have to wear a plaster cast for a time. Then he'll have to wear braces for a time. But all of those simple things are non-invasive. Um, will mean that this boy, this beautiful boy, and this mom. His mom might get to see her son grow up to have a normal life.
2: Hard to watch.
3: You know, I asked Nasario through an interpreter, I said, What's your biggest dream? What would you love to do? And his eyes got really big and he said, I'd love to play baseball. Oh. That's all he wanted. And it's just, and it's not just Nasario, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these children around the world Mm -hmm. that are waiting. There's hundreds of mothers on their knees right now. Mm -hmm. And what they want is not the latest iPhone for their child. They're not looking for something like that. All they want is for their child to be able to walk, to run. I asked Nasario, have you ever played in a baseball team? And he said, I showed up once for practice and they wouldn't let me join Mm -hmm. Mm because he saw my feet. Mm. And I just, as a mom, that would have killed me for my son. And the great news is we can do something and it doesn't cost that much. $17 provides what Randy's holding right here, these braces, $17, $34 for two b- pairs of braces and $68 yes. for, for four. We can do this, people. We can do this. Whatever you can do, you might be able to do a surgery, which is $400, which is still not much or even if, maybe you're a kid watching, you've probably got 17 bucks tucked away somewhere. Maybe you're saving up for the next big movie. It's probably not gonna be that great. (laughs) This would be great.
2: It would be great, and you know, Sheila, you mentioned that there are hundreds of kids with this need. Mm -hmm. It surprised me when we got into this to find out how many children this did affect, because you know, here in the United States, we fix it at an early age, and it's not a big deal. And the need is big, but for those hundreds and even thousands of kids that need help. I know there's one person watching right now who wants to reach out and help. Do it. Do it. What are you waiting for? This is the last week we're going to be asking you to do this, but it takes you actually doing something. God's not going to do it for you. He's waiting on you to do it for Him. So go to the phone. Pick up the phone and call the number on the screen. Go to the website. Give the best gift you can. Let God lead you. I don't want to guilt trip you into something. You know some of you, 17 dollars is a lot, 34 dollars is a lot. Some of you. it's nothing. It's, it's, it's not the amount. it's the obedience. It's that widow's might that is blessed, whether that equals a few cents or maybe 10, 15,000 dollars, if that's you. Listen to God when He speaks. Do what He says. He loves obedience better than sacrifice I'm not asking you to sacrifice as much as I'm asking you to obey we can make a difference we can change lives we can give children a future and Sheila I want to ask you what will it do not only for the children but for those mothers that you sat with
3: I said to those moms I said I'm coming back to America I'm gonna I'm gonna tell our family what, I'm going to tell them your prayer requests, and I know, I promise you, they're going to respond. And and when you do, we're also going to send you Don's amazing book, yes. Let Food Be Your Medicine. And really, from what I've seen already, this is going to change your life. Yep. So if you change the lives for other children, we're going to send you something that's going to change your life.
0: Children born with birth defects in underdeveloped nations are often overlooked, uncared for, and even abandoned. And for tens of thousands every year born with a condition known as clubfoot, their deformity leads to a struggle to just survive. The good news is there is a simple and life-changing solution. This summer, with your support, Life Outreach will provide 10,000 children with corrective braces that will give them a chance to walk like any normal child. With a cost of $17 per brace, your gift of $34 will help provide two children with corrective braces. $68 will provide for four children, and $102 will help give six children braces and the opportunity to walk. And for children with a much more severe need, gifts of $400, $800, or even $1,200 will help provide life-changing corrective surgery for one, two, or three children in need. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Beth Moore's devotional, Blessed Mornings and Restful Nights. With your gift of $102 or more to provide six children with corrective braces, you'll also receive the journal edition NIV Bible. Finally, with your gift of $1,200 or more, you may receive Majesty, our commemorative bronze sculpture. This summer, join with us to give children hope for a future. Let's give them a chance to walk. This is the last week. Please call, write or make your gift online today.
2: This is the last week we're offering this, Ask for Dr. Colbert's book, When You Support the Medical Mission Outreach. Dr. Colbert, can I ask you a question? Would you come back later this week so we can talk about some specific diseases and how we can prevent them? Absolutely, I'd love to. Well, we welcome you back. Thank you for being here today and thank you for joining us on live Today.
0: Stay connected with Life Today through your favorite social media sites or visit lifetoday.org, where life is always on. Pat Smith shares openly about her struggles and triumphs in life, including her previous marriage to Martin Lawrence and current marriage to Emmett Smith.